step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cam Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio on the opening night of the resumption of the NBA season. It's kind of weird. We need a better title for that. It can't really be opening night. It can't reboot. be. It, it's it, the opening night reboot. It, uh, the NBA reboot? Would that work? NBA rebooted. NBA. NBA. <laughs> NBA it's a, it sounds like a sequel of a movie that I didn't really like the first time around. Reloaded. Reloaded. Load and reload like Metallica. You kind of sound like Danny DeVito there a little bit when he does his low gravelly voice. That's pretty good. Uh, well, you know, I've been practicing for my Halloween turn as the Penguin, so <laughs> let's get it. I'm Oswald, Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. You know, your height, you could you could dress like the Hamburglar. You could look pretty good, I, I think. I'm ready. You know, I'm getting yeah. lean and mean, and that, uh, that's the next step. Just got to get that big black <laughs> We talked black about cape. gluttony with, with Jen Hale last hour. Yeah, yeah I, I got to work on that. Yeah, see, if you were taller, <laughs> it would be like I'm either in V for Vendetta or the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But because, you know, you're, you're not that tall, it's more like, you know, no. you get the, the, ba- the mask and the, the Hamburglar thing. Yeah, and the quads in the ass ain't helping me. So, what are you going to do? 
<laughs> hey, what about Harmon? Could he play a leading man? Nah, he's got too much ass. Let's 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 let's, let's let's make him the villain. He'd be a pretty good villain. Put <laughs> put him in that put That's him in right. that costume we have. What's the five nine and under costume we got? Put him. Don't in be out. guy with a Napoleon complex. <laughs> Give him the role. I'm an ass man. Uh, but the NBA reboot or NBA Reloaded. So far, we saw a thriller the first game uh, between the Jazz and the Pelicans. It ended in. Very shocking fashion with a play-by-play call. I still have a tough time believing. We'll get to that in a second. But just to give you a quick update here, uh, Lakers and the Clippers coming down to it. There are 40 seconds left in the game. The Clippers get the basketball after Danny Green misses a three. Uh, The Lakers lead it 101-98. Paul George had cut the lead to 1, 99-98 with a three-pointer. LeBron comes down with a layup to give the Lakers a three-point lead. But right now, Clippers have the basketball down three with 40 seconds left to go. We will, of course, break this game down in its entirety. Look, it's the big game. It's the marquee game of the opening night. The the appetizer was a good one, but this is the one we're going to spend a lot of time on uh, when this game ends, which will be in a few minutes unless we wind up seeing overtime. But just some things overall. Did they put a runner on second? Uh, they do. That's what happens now in overtime. You, okay. You, they, they get to at the tip off. You get to put one person right under the basket and unguarded, oh, right. so you can have that pass down there if it happens. Isn't that uh, the way Kareem played the last couple of years? Of his oh yeah, yeah. Kareem never uh, in his last two years. Kareem never passed uh, half court for his defensive end. He never did. Was never down there. There's no video evidence of it. He was completely under the basket the entire time. I love it. Uh, but what have we seen tonight? What what do we see? What do we like? What do we not like of the NBA's rebirth? And most of the things I really liked. Uh, you know me. My number one thing was what's it going to how, how's the television experience going to be? Because that's how we're all getting to consume these games, right? You can't be there in person. That's how this is just how it's going to be. And overall, it looked good. Uh, you could tell the excitement level from the players. It's just it's something mm-hmm. different than the, than the beginning of the Major League Baseball season. It just is. There's just that overall bigger level of electricity in the air for the beginning of the NBA season than there was for MLB. And this is not a slide on MLB. It's just MLB is a different sport. NBA, the excitement. It's LeBron. It's Kawhi. The Clippers. Hey, we're all in on it because yeah, we're going to see the game's biggest star again as we get to winning time in the NBA playoffs. But the first thing that hit me was how am I going to enjoy or not enjoy the sound effects? Cause they put in virtual crowd sound and I got to be honest, I was not taken aback by it or I didn't hate it. Let's just say I didn't hate it. I thought, all right, I can tell it's being piped in, but it seemed to be piped in uh, for the first quarter. What I got to see pretty much along the lines of what you would hear uh, during a game when a team makes a shot, when they don't, when a visiting team makes a shot, when they don't. I didn't I, I didn't quite hate it, so I thought the, the audio was okay. And visually, it looked great. It looked dark. It looked like Madison Square Garden with the lights down. Uh, you don't see a lot except for the first couple of rows, which are, of course, covered by video billboards and video graphics with the team logos on it. So from that perspective, I didn't miss anything. And as my normal thing is, after the first uh, few minutes, I turned the sound down and watched the game with the sound off, and it was okay. You know, the, the, uh, watch. You know, I'm, I'm saying I'm watching Pelicans Jazz here for a little bit, and it's all right. You know, I get it without the without the sound down. Right? This this is it's close to the same experience you get in Major League Baseball because we watch games with the sound down all the time, 
It happens all the time for us, whether you're in a bar, you're at home, someone's doing something in your house and you can't watch a game with the sound up. You get the same experience with the sound down. And it was overall a passable uh, product that was close to the norm as we're going to get right now in the COVID-19 life. So everything the NBA did, as far as I went, I, I liked it. I was, I was a big fan of it, and it was going forward. This is how the games are going to be done. Awesome. Because i got to be honest, Mike, I was a little nervous in the beginning when I'm watching inside the NBA and seeing the big social distance studio and everybody well, is six feet apart and Shaq's not even on the set. He missed the beginning of the show. I'm going, wow, this is a really big set. It's really spread well, far apart. <laughs> It's like sure. it's like it's like when you have to take a makeup test and the, the teacher only can come in and check on you every couple of minutes. So when you're taking a makeup test, everybody is really far apart in the class. So nobody can cheat and look over at the other person's paper. Right. That's kind of what it looked like when I was watching the, uh, the set for Inside the NBA. Yeah, no, that that was certainly uh, concerning. It's kind of like what you need every once in a while. You'll, you'll decide you want to work on two monitors on your computer. So now you got one big picture that you can move things and slide around. That's kind of what I felt like I needed, another monitor to pick up the rest of the crew uh, that was off camera. But, uh, yeah, look, new ways of doing things, right? Trying to make it as seamless as you can, uh, and it was good to have that crew back. Tell me you didn't smile from ear to ear, regardless of whatever the visual might have been odd for a moment, uh, just to have them chuckling and back, back at it, talking about the reboot of the season. Oh, you got to stop saying reboot. That, that, that you, you've hit your quota for reboot. In I the said reboot. You, you, you've if, hit your if quota. If this is what we're talking about, that's my term. Yeah, but you've sure. used it enough. You can't keep saying it. I you said know, it you, three times. You can't keep doing the Dave hours. Coulier cut it out. You can't keep doing that. You got you, you got you got to reboot a certain number of times, and you got to give it a rest. You got to rest it for a while. I was trying to give it an official title, but all right, because repetition in, in, is normally how something sticks, right? Isn't that the way that works in radio, television, advertising, and marketing? Yeah, but here's the thing. When you do it so often, it's not going to have the effect. When I was in high school, I bought the coolest pair of white pants you could possibly imagine, right? Because Miami Vice was so big. I bought the white parachute pants. I I was the coolest kid in the class. I'm like, whoa, dude's wearing the the Don Johnson pants. Awesome, right? But here's the thing. I couldn't wear them every day. Because then suddenly, what, are you going to wear those pants every day? Because I wore them on Monday, right? Then I, then I gave them a rest and brought them back on Wednesday. And it was like, you're wearing the pants again? Well, what, is that the only pair of pants you have? So you got you to pick your spots sometimes when you use a word like well, you that. you got to be a man of stronger conviction to say, if I like these pants, I'm going to wear these damn pants, regardless <laughs> of what you have to say. And it was too many you damn pants. you want to fight about it, let's fight about it. I'll meet you after, out by the bleachers. <laughs> Anyway, the point I was trying to make. Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, your reboot point. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, that was a little jarring. But once we got inside the arena, right, and we got to the court, one of the three that they're playing on, right, the two games tonight were on different courts. But the, the draping, the way it was dressed up, the digital boards that were put up and all the advertising gave it a nice intimate feel. Uh, of course, there, there were some spots where I, I think for lighting purposes, maybe they'll, they'll take a look at it and see if they can uh, get a few more from the locals, you know, insert electronic supply store here uh, that they need to load up a little bit more to make sure that everything is, is as clean a look as you can get. But beyond that, it works. Once you put the ball up in the, you know, up for grabs and Rudy Gobert uh, has the first two points of of the bubble play. What do you want me to call it? Restart. Re, you know, 
whatever. You just had a whole assumption of the used, NBA season. You used I was reloaded. trying to shorten it to one word. Reloaded. Revenge. Return. <laughs> Revenge. Revenge. The revenge of the NBA. (laughs) The NBA. The revenants. I'm trying to think of words that begin R-E-V. Wow, the revenants. Uh, Oh, look out. Here comes the bear. What are we we, like, Jackie Moon now? (laughs) He's going to wrestle the bear. NBA reverence. I'm trying more R-E-V words. NBA revisions. NBA revamped. NBA re... See, there's a lot of R-E-V words. I just came up with a whole bunch of them there. Reconstituted. That's not REV. That's REC. It's that's R-E-C. fine. I got rid that's of the V. Just said, but, but that's the whole thing. The I whole bit the was re- an REV word. Yeah, that's fine. I went back to the RE. Okay. Well, there's lots more RE words than REV. Well, words. that's just it. That, that we could keep the bit going for the rest of the hour if we just say <laughs> RE words. Groot don't but... talk, talk good like me and you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, it's good. Be the go-to. Finish your point. The finishing the point was was just that once the ball went up, it didn't matter anymore. I mean, I, I wasn't terribly affected by the video boards. Yeah, every once in a while you'd say, all right, I'm going to focus on that for a minute to see if something crazy happens. Nothing did, at least for the, the minutes that I gave it. But you, you move on, and, and you're enjoying basketball being back, knowing that these guys, uh, every game has consequence as opposed to just being another tune-up, right? This game between the Lakers and Clippers, it informs a ton, and certainly here in Los Angeles means the world. How much debate did you see across social media coming into this game? What's it mean? What's it matter? What do you expect from LeBron? Who's going to be the guy to step up for the Lakers? What are the Clippers going to do with no Harrell and no Lou Williams? Uh, etc. So, you know, a lot of buildup, and it lived up to the hype. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Well, it is now over in the bubble. I got to stop myself saying it's over at Staples. It is over in the bubble. (laughs) And LeBron James breaks a 101-101 tie with a putback, and then in Paul George's face on the final missed three by the Clippers – and the Lakers win it by a bucket over the Clippers. The final score, 103-101. Not a game where LeBron James shot particularly well. Uh, still finished with 16 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 assists. But he was 6 for 19 from the floor, 34 from AD. Meanwhile, for the Clippers, it was 30 from Paul George, 28 from Kawhi Leonard. And down the stretch, Every ball, every shot went to Paul George. He had the hot hand. He made a couple to get the game tied. Missed at the end with LeBron playing that great situational defense. Lakers win it 103-101. And honestly, I don't know that we could have asked for anything more than what we got of the first two games tonight. We had a we had a game come down to the buzzer with Zion Williamson in the first game. We had Lakers, Clippers, NBA royalty come down to the final seconds and a, and a missed shot at the buzzer. Uh, really, it's a different level of excitement now with the NBA back. And this game pretty much will clinch things for the Lakers as far as uh, finishing uh, first in the West. Not that it really matters because... You know, it's not like they have home court advantage to worry about, hey, but still. Staples East. They're going to put hey. up a flag in the middle of this court now. Look, <laughs> I claim this land. Look, mentally, this is a much bigger win for the Lakers than the Clippers. Because if the Clippers won, they've beaten the Lakers a couple of times this season. The Lakers won the last game, but now we've had four months off. And the 
matchup for the Lakers and the Clippers is a bad one for the Lakers. It's not that you just see the way they play, what the Clippers can do. They're deeper. It's not, it, it's, it's not something that the Lakers, I think, will relish the chance to play the Clippers because of the way the Clippers are, are stacked. That's why winning tonight in the restart was such a big deal for the Lakers. And it was because not only were they able to win this game where LeBron played poorly, because you could say, well, the Clippers, I mean, how many, look, this is probably the worst version of the Clippers we're going to see, and they almost won. Yeah, this is also a game where LeBron shot six for 19, and, and, and the, the Lakers still wound up winning the game. But off the bench tonight, Kyle Kuzma, Deion Waiters combined for 27 points as much as you can talk about the stars and LeBron and AD and Paul George and Kawhi are going to decide that 75% of all the games you're going to win a championship if you're able to have your bench be good enough to win a game or two per series because that's how it works in the NBA playoffs your bench usually at home wins a game or two because you don't have an answer one game for Kyle Kuzma or you don't have an answer for Lou Williams, whatever it is. That usually is games that you – one or two games in a playoff series, it happens for you. The Lakers bench was terrible. Lakers bench was awful, 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 awful. As much as you want to talk about how much fun Alex Caruso is, he's not a difference maker. He's not going to score 20 points. But with Kuzma in 30 minutes, he's got 16. Deion Waiters in 21 minutes, he scores 11. Deion Waiters, as long as he is right – gives the Lakers an incredible push because he's a, in his in his best uh, version of himself, he's a really good six-man that can score. He's almost right. like a Lou Williams, but he's had problems and he struggled and he you know winds up finding his way off the heat. He's found his way off a couple of teams, but this guy can shoot. And if he's right for this short amount of time, the Lakers don't need him to be right for the next five years. They're saying, just be right for the, through the end of October. Just just be, be okay and be, and be a be a guy that can that can help us for the next couple of months, and we don't care what happens after that. But if Deion Waiters is the real Deion Waiters, the combination of him and Kuzma off the bench gives the Lakers such a big push towards a title, I can't even tell you. I mean, the Lakers had figured themselves out before the, the COVID-19 break, right? They figured out who they were. They figured out what we're going to do without making big moves at the trade deadline, and it was working, and they were steamrolling through teams. But the playoffs is something different. But adding Deion Waiters, it was under the radar when it happened, but it's going to be a really big deal if he's the Deion Waiters, the best version of himself that he can be. It's a huge addition for the Lakers. Even though it's just 11, coming off the bench and shooting 50% and giving you instant offense when you only really have Kyle Kuzma who can give you instant offense, that's a really big thing. And he's, th- these, two, these two guys are going to be the ones that are going to be the difference for the Lakers winning a title or falling short. Can Kuzma and Waiters be consistent off the bench? If they can, watch out. Well, just remember when he got signed, all the speculation was that it was going to be J.R. Smith, who eventually showed up anyway. But at the time, it was, all right, who's going to be? And then it was Deion Waiters, and people looking around going, uh, is he going to buy in? Is LeBron going to be able to deal with him and, and everything coming off being in Miami for three games uh, before his season was ended? But you're looking at a guy who's a 13-point-per-game scorer for his career uh, and they're going to need him to have big minutes, right? You, you're not getting a lot out of Dwight Howard. Morris you know, didn't take a shot, played a couple of minutes. The aforementioned Smith, nearly eight minutes played, only took one shot, was still minus seven in his time on the court. So, And then Alex Caruso is a folk hero with an occasional big game now and again, but he's not the guy you want the ball in his hand in any kind of crunch time minutes as we get into the playoffs. So uh, Dion Waiters, suddenly a linchpin for the Laker title hopes. Who would have thought it? 
uh, less than uh, three hours ago. Now, now, because I want to do this, because I haven't had a chance to do it, because he hasn't really yeah, done ahead. anything to, to make headlines like this, how would Berman announce Dion Waiters and his big game tonight? Uh-oh. How, ready, ready for this? I've been working Belmonts. on it. Ready for this? No, no, no. Oh, that's a good one. Dion and the Belmonts, because that's a perfect Berman. Let me go back to the 1950s and find a group. That's a good one. No, <laughs> Dion and Dion do run running. <laughs> and the Lakers do run run their way to victory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a two-point win. TJ, they signed him on a Monday and the offense stood still. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. <laughs> See what I did to you? You yeah, did, buddy. that's a great one. <laughs> Now I'm just thinking of the beginning of Stripes when he's teaching English to everybody and he's teaching him doing the do run run run. Uh, but no, here, here's what Berman would say. And waiters, it, it would be this. It would be, and the Lakers say, "Please sit down. Waiters will serve you shortly." <laughs> TJ, and there you go. That's what it is. But nah, as much I like mine, I like yours better. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's an amalgam, right? It's woo! improvisation. Yes, it is. And, baby. It's good stuff, man. Caruso yeah, who? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And we got Dan Wojcicki coming up in a few minutes. L.A. Times, NBA insider to break down Lakers and the Clippers. An absolute thriller as it came down to the final seconds of the fourth quarter and the excitement level, you could feel it. It was the Western Conference Finals Part 4, the fourth time the teams have played this year. Now they are tied at two apiece as the Lakers pull out a huge win over the Clippers in the bubble in Orlando, 103-101. Let's give you a taste of what it sounded like because coming down toward the end, it was nip-tuck. The Lakers had the lead early. The Clippers jumped out in the third quarter. The Lakers then retook the lead. They were up by 10, but this was back and forth in the final couple of minutes. Paul George doing his damnedest to get the Clippers even and he did. George, top of the key. Double nearly came. He'll step into a straightaway three and buries it. Paul George, automatic in the clutch. 30 points for PG-13, and the Clippers have tied it at 101. You know, Mike, that was my nickname when I was in college. I was automatic in the clutch. That's what they called me. I was, you know, so automatic in the clutch. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it alone. There's... <laughs> Some one-liners we can run, but still too early. Uh, So Paul George with the big hoop there, but then it was LeBron James who just a few seconds later gave the Lakers the lead. Lakers will need to shoot. Here's LeBron, leans in short, gets it back and scores. LeBron off the front of the rim, and the Lakers lead it 103-101 with 12.8 remaining. AM 570 on the first call, Spectrum Sportsnet on the call there. So LeBron with the follow gives the Lakers a 103-101 lead with 12 seconds left. Clippers had plenty of time to figure out what they wanted to do for their final shot. And because he was hot all the way down the stretch, it was Paul George, Paul George, Paul George. Paul George gets to take the final shot, but guess who stayed in his face? There's three, there's two. Paul George is going to shoot to win the game. And the Lakers have won it on opening night of the the NBA restart. The Lakers win it. 103 to 101. 101. And they are that much closer to clinching the number one seed in the Western Conference. 
There it is, Spectrum Sportsnet again. And, you know, that's the thing, Mike. You hear the highlights, you hear the fake crowd sound, but it's very nuanced and done very specific to situations. That's kind of what you expect a crowd to sound like at the end of a game, and it really doesn't bother. I thought the piped-in crowd noise would, but it doesn't bother me, and it, sa- no, it sounds it, it, pretty good on the radio. Yeah, on the radio it sounds great, and, and, and for going back to the visuals that we were talking about a little bit earlier, I felt like it was the most realistic-looking video game start I'd ever seen. Yes, it was. <laughs> It's like, it, you wow, know, technology, I, man. Those I see what you're really saying with the yeah, with all the different video effects. It looked like a, you're, I was waiting for to see the Sega logo somewhere <laughs> just over on the side. Hey, look at Sega. Joining us now on the hotline as we break down the Lakers squeaker over the Clippers. L.A. Times NBA insider extraordinaire, friend of the show, Dan Wojcicki. Dan, happy bubble resumption day. I don't know what to call today, so I'm just calling it that. Uh, NBA uh, relaunch, restart. Reopening day. I think I've been calling it reopening day. Reopening day. Okay, that's not bad. But I like your first one of making it all those words. It's the NBA relaunch, restart, reopening day. Let's do all of those. Can I blurb you for my next book? It's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Short, sweet, to the point, Dan. That's pretty good. (laughs) It's like like that commercial, I am am a tattoo artist in this city. Don't you mean one of the best? (laughs) But hey. Of all the fans in the world, this is one of them. <laughs> Overall, we could have done a lot worse for these games tonight. That was thrilling. That, look, was the basketball always great? No, but we had close games down to the end, and it didn't look like the teams were too rusty. I, we couldn't ask for more from opening night. No, I mean, right? Like, I think uh, everything kind of went, you know, probably as, as, as good as it could have been expected. The, uh, you know, the, the first half of Clippers-Lakers was really choppy. Um, lots of lots of whistles in that game. Um, you know the uh, the Jazz Pelicans game was sloppy at times. Clippers Lakers was really sloppy at times. But I think you know in crunch time in both those games, both teams played with tremendous intensity. The games had environment. You know, which I think that's the the big question right And all this stuff is like, you know, you have the Lakers and Clippers playing. Um, you know, and that's that's a game that normally would have Staples Center like unhinged, right, and have everybody on the edge of their seats, especially down the stretch, and, and you would feel how important everything was. Um, even though there weren't fans there, and I, I mean, I don't count the kind of like the weird sort of emojis in the background um, bouncing around periodically. Although Chris Bosh is one of those those uh, um, floating heads, which was nice. Um, you, you know, I I like. I think it still managed to feel important. I don't know how you guys felt like it felt like it was a tense, fun game still, mm-hmm. but it was like with energy and atmosphere and creating that in that environment, like essentially on a soundstage is, uh, is really impressive. Yeah, look, because that, that's the whole thing. We talked about this last week is is what kind of tone are these games going to take? And by and large, once the initial excitement settles down, not many teams are playing for stakes other than you're trying to play in, you know, to play in for the eight spot. So you're talking about six or seven teams with a lot to play for, but the rest are going to try to get their rotation set, get healthy, get, figure out what works. So it's nice to see that now. I don't know if we're going to keep seeing it, but it was great to see it tonight. Yeah, I mean, look, the Clippers ripped Anthony Davis's eye out of his face. And he still came back and played in that game. You, you know, I mean, I think obviously it was important. Um, it, it felt like both teams really wanted to win. And look, I mean, I think in terms of like, I, I'm right into my column for tomorrow, like in terms of sort of like source material for future sort of breakdowns, I don't know how much we can look at this game and make any real conclusions from it. I mean, 
I think uh, obviously the Clippers got off to a horrible start. And if you're a Clipper fan, you take a lot of comfort in the fact knowing that the worst stretch of the game for you happened in the third quarter when Anthony Davis torched a lineup um, that normally would have had either Lou Williams or Montrose Harrell in the game. Or both, probably. Right? And those guys are both in quarantine. Um, you know, they're not, not on the court, obviously. And, and Patrick Beverly barely played. And, and I think, like, those, those things matter um, in a game like this, right? Uh, so if you're a Clipper fan, you feel good about that. I think if you're Laker fans, I mean, I think with no Avery Bradley, like they still they still got a lot of energy. I thought Deion Waiters played really well. Um, my favorite possession of the game, I mean, wasn't the LeBron follow, wasn't the Caruso steal. It was actually a missed shot in the first half by, Deion, I think it was J.R. Smith, actually. But the ball started in the corner with Kyle Kuzma. He swung it to Deion Waiters, and he swung it to J.R. Smith for a shot. That that ball didn't get sh- – that, that, that it got passed twice, and that was like, to me, I couldn't believe it. Like, I thought it went to Kuzma. I'm like, this is going up. He passed. <laughs> you know, I got the waiters. I'm like, this is – okay, now it's for real going up. And he passed it. And, and so, I mean, I think, like, the, the Laker bench played with some really good energy. And, uh, you know, I think they, they have to feel really good about that. I mean, AD was dominant. LeBron obviously did not have his best night offensively. Um, but, look, I mean, that guy – I mean, we, we talked about this during the, the shutdown and the break. You know, what, what would LeBron look like physically? Right during this, um, mm-hmm. how, how would this affect his body? I would say looking at that that last you know, 15 seconds of that game uh, makes a really athletic play to, to to put the Lakers ahead, and then locks down the Clippers' two best players on the last possession. I'd say he looks pretty good athletically. No, did a really good job to color in the beard too to say, hey, I'm still young. Yeah, uh, vital. Was, was that a was that a color job or did he cut the gray out? Oh, I don't know. Either either mm. way, the gray, I, I thought he was going to leave to say, look, the old man's still schooling, and he could ride that through to say, all right, you're going to screw me on the regular season MVP, but look how great I am. Even the old head can still get it done. Yeah, that was That's- a Baron Davis in his heyday beard. I mean, Alex, because Baron Davis had the best beard in the NBA. It looked like he just took Baron Davis's beard and put it on his face. Yeah, that's, you know, the, the gray beard's for NBA TV, guys. This is Turner. You know, we we color that in. <laughs> we, 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 we color that in when uh, when you're coming up against Castle or the closer. You got to make sure that you look sharp against Nathan Fillion. <laughs> you got a Nathan Fillion reference in. Uh, hey, so here's the one thing though to close with this, Dan, is that as you said, you know, look, the Clippers they obviously didn't have their whole team. No Lou Williams, no Montres Harrell. I, so I get that because that's been a big thing, and I picked the Clippers to win the title. However, mm-hmm. we've been saying, wait till the Clippers get everybody together yep. since opening night. You know, and, and we're st- okay, you want to think it's going to happen at some point, but we've been saying it for almost a whole calendar year, and we're still saying it now in, in, the, in the end of July. Wait till the Clippers get everybody together. They'll get it going. That's a that's, that's pretty dangerous time to cut that. They're like Bitcoin. It's like it's awesome to have it, and but it's just like really hard to spend it. Like, like, I kind of, like that's sort of how I feel about the Clippers, and I've felt that way about this team all year. Is like I still think like the best version of the Clippers is better than the best version of the Lakers. Like I, I do believe that. I think they have a more talented roster. Um, I think they've got a championship coach. Um, I, I, I think they the, the pieces maybe don't fit quite as well as the Lakers do, but it's just like they have so much more depth. Right, um, we're talking about the eighth, ninth, tenth players on the on the Clippers would be the seventh and eighth players on the Lakers. I think pretty clearly. Um, that being said, you're right. We haven't really seen a lot of it this year. I mean, uh, watching the game tonight, it's like you know the idea of Marcus Morris on the Clippers was so promising, 
the the actual Marcus Morris on the Clippers so far is like that's a guy who looks lost. Um, you know, I think I and, and unless he made a shot when I wasn't looking, I think he was over again tonight. Um, so that's two games against the Lakers, two big games against the Lakers in which he's failed to score and failed to make a shot, which is, is, is you know, and it, again. They give up a first-round pick to get him um, to upgrade over Maurice Harkless to be a guy who could step in and make big shots. There was a big shot in this game uh, that he missed, uh, uh, like an above the break in transition three, right at the top of the keys, wide open, rattles in and out, right? And it was just watching, it was kind of like, I, I think I even maybe said it out loud, it was like, oh, that feels like one they had to have, you know? And, and I think um, getting him comfortable in this complimentary role after he was sort of the guy taking all the shots on the Knicks this year, um, he doesn't seem comfortable with it. Uh, and that's a problem um, because he's going to play and, and he's important to them and their switchability and all of that stuff. So I, I, I look, there's some red flags, certainly I think for both of these teams, but um, I, like you nailed it. I mean, I, I don't know what else you could ask for in terms of an opening night. Like hopefully, I mean, other than maybe more than 15 minutes of Zion Williamson, I'd say everything else kind of went according yeah. to plan. There you go. Hey, 30 seconds. Um, what's the best one liner you heard about Lou Williams this week? Ooh, that's a good, that, that's a really good one. Oh, I, I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you can't say a lot of them on the radio. That's not what I'm I mean, I, okay, this is going to be bad. I'm going to pick one of mine. I was proudest when I said he seems like the type of guy who would read Playboy for the article if he's going to strip club for the food. Ah, that's no, no, that. you didn't need to You need to qualify it. I got it right away. I got, I got that right away. That was awesome. I like that. That says like a lot that. more. That says more about me, by the way, that I picked my own one-liner. That's terrible. What a, what a, no, what a no, no, no. That's that's swagger. No, I think it says a lot <laughs> when people go when people say, "Wait, you could read Playboy? Uh, they, really? <laughs> it's a, that's a magazine? Seriously? Great I interviews. didn't know that." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm like Brandon Ingram. I'll call my own number. I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> He's on Twitter at Dan Wojcicki Sports. That is at Dan Wojcicki Sports. L.A. Times NBA Insider Extraordinaire, friend of the show. Uh, D Deb, appreciate it, my friend. As always, we'll talk to you next week. Have fun. All right. Sounds good, guys. Be good. Be safe. Stay, buddy. All right, you too. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. When a headline sounds bad, but is actually really, really good. As we found out earlier today, the, the rough part of the headline was that the Philadelphia Phillies have a couple members of their team, uh, not players, of the organization tested positive for COVID-19 following their yeah. series against the Marlins. The Marlins who are sitting out games until next Monday. Now the Phillies will be sitting out games through the weekend at least. And this is a really, really big deal. The Jason Smith yeah, Show I- with Mike Harmon. Uh, and it's it's tough. You know, what, what are you going to do? How are you going to finish this? And, and look, both of their seasons are in jeopardy right now because eventually you get to the point where the Marlins just can't make the games up or the Phillies might not be able to. But today, Major League Baseball made a call that starting on August 1st, they're going to play double headers when need be to an ensure they finish the 60-game season. And as long as they don't get out of control and the team has to play like 15 doubleheaders, right. uh, you should be able to finish this. And beginning, Mike, when I when I saw this story, I was like, you know, I don't know. It sounds weird. The doubleheaders are going to be seven innings each, so it's kind of like what they do in AAA. Uh, I remember going to so many different Syracuse Chiefs games where they would play seven-inning doubleheaders and play another game. But in the end, I understood that I got to follow my own advice. And in, in certain times, there's no great solution. There's only the best solution of the situation. And if this is the best solution of the situation, this is the best solution of the situation. We got to play seven inning doubleheaders to ensure we finish the season. Then you know what? We play seven inning doubleheaders and that's how it's got to be done. So I don't know that there's a better situation, a better way to figure things out. Uh, This uh, in and of itself is not the best, but it's the best available. So I'm good with it. And if this gets us to finish the season, that's awesome. No, and that's it. I mean, the purists, whatever yes. that means, 
I'm going to be all mad, right? It, just put it on their laundry list at this point. Here, here's your grocery list of seven or eight items that you've decided makes you hate Major League Baseball for this year. Just add it on. Uh, grouse about it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about the guy on second base either. But you know what? We're trying to conserve arms. Likewise, here, as the season goes on, making sure we don't tax them any more than we do. How many? We've already got a full handful of top flight starters who are hurt and, and, and being limited at this point uh, of the season. We still don't know how bad Strasburg is. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's the, the curiosity as we go. We finally got a bullpen session for Clayton Kershaw, but those are the names when you when you add them in, Verlander, Kluber, you're, you're concerned that you're not going to be able to get to the end of the season without really watering it down. I'll, I'll be curious to see when they decide to expand rosters uh, a bit more because, again, you, you pivot as you need to to try to get yourself to the end into the playoffs, and that's where we're at. Uh, I, I hope that, and MLB's got to hope that this is the end of the big COVID-19 scare because teams aren't going to want to get on the field if teams have a player or two who test positive for COVID-19. I think in retrospect, the Yankees would never play on opening night against the Nationals with Juan Soto testing positive. Uh, the, the Phillies would never have gotten on the field with the Marlins over the weekend knowing full well they had four players test positive. I think that's something that happened, and that's not going to happen again. Players are going to say, not doing it. Oh, you had three play. No, we're not doing it. It's not worth it for us. And because you're doing the double headers, it'll be easier for the MLB to say, it's all good. We'll postpone this. We'll make these games up. Coming up here, here, here. We're not going to play for the next three days. We'll get everybody positive COVID or get everybody negative COVID-19 tests or figure out as we go along. So there'll be less pressure for players to have to do it. But they kind of had to do something like this because clearly other teams would say, we're not going to play anymore. So now you not only have one team that can't play, now you have a team that was supposed to play them they got to make up games as well and you're worried about the team they just played in the most recent series where they're going to play their new series and now suddenly one team you're talking about four teams this thing is affected so baseball needed something but this is a great day because they figured out a way to do it and if they can keep it this way we got baseball all the way through well yeah i mean if you go back to juan soto there were all sorts of positive negatives whatever he had a ton of negative tests finally cleared fully so back to baseball Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102 if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? 
Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.